A university is beset by a rash of gruesome murders that resemble old urban legends. When her friend Michelle is killed by someone hiding in a car, Natalie begins to notice the pattern. Her suspicions grow stronger when her own roommate is strangled to death. Soon, the quiet college campus is transformed into hunting grounds for a maniac, and Natalie struggles to find the killer and stop the bloodshed before she becomes the next victim. Oh, that's a scary movie. It's kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to Oh, That's a Scary Movie. I'm Ashley McLaughlin. And I'm Nathan Simmons. Are we doing creepy voices? I don't, I mean, we can, if you you feel like it. Okay, well, right now I'll just be me, and then if I feel it, like, uh, if if I feel feel beset by the creepiness, (laughs) I'll, I'll jump in with that. Okay, yeah, so this is Oh, That's a Scary Movie, mm-hmm. which is going to be a branch of Southern Haunts. Um, I decided to create this because I really like scary movies. Mm. Um, and You're unique in that way. I, you know, there are only a handful of us, I've heard, <laughs> who like scary movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just wanted to talk to people about scary movies, yeah. and I like talking to you about scary movies. Yeah. So uh, you guys have heard Nathan on the show before. On a True Encounters episode. And um, he was on a show called Two Drinks in a Haunting, and uh, we did a few episodes together there. Mm-hmm. And um, we've also been friends f- for, like, ever. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> like, 18 years? Like, a really long yeah, time. <laughs> that, when you think about it, it's, it's... It's... We've been friends almost as old as this movie is. That's... I feel really old because, like, I, I don't think I watched it when it came out, but I, I remember watching it at a very young age. You know what? I think I uh, we're talking about urban legends. Oh yeah, I was about to say let's <laughs> let's say what movie we're talking about. Uh, so we watched uh, Urban Legend. It felt right because Southern Haunts gets into like the, right. the kind of creepy traditions, the and lore stuff like that. And kind of is, thing. This is basically yeah. This is basically that the movie. Sure. Um, <laughs> And uh, you, you know what? Yeah, it's it's funny because so this came out in 1998, and I would have been ten. Um, mm-hmm. And I I have I a memory of yeah. my parents watching it because for a while my mom wanted to like rent all the like hip 90s slashers because they yeah. my parents both of my parents loved Scream, and then there was like a rash of like kind of Scream imitators. They're kind of unfairly called this is i think is the closest to being straight up a scream imitator it's thrown yeah it's definitely thrown in there i read a couple of like critics reviews and it's it's definitely thrown in there with scream but like as a poor attempt to mimic it Uh, is usually what they say that's their opinion sure um (laughs) yeah i think we like this movie more than a lot of people do yeah um but i have a memory of walking into the kitchen to get like something to drink and hearing Michael Rosenbaum on the phone call talking about no it was the scene where the where Joshua Jackson pretends to uh die when he drinks oh, the, the pop, pop rocks. rocks and Pepsi and being like freaked out by it not mm-hmm. out of context that scene is terrifying for a child oh yeah um and my parents being like hey sport <laughs> <laughs> what's up kiddo go back and play your original nintendo this is the year of our lord 1998 <laughs> I think I watched it, um, as cliche as it mm. sounds, I think I watched it at a slumber party. Oh, that's perfect. Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I and I liked it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got along really well. Yeah, it was instant chemistry. Yeah, you and old Herbalegi. <laughs> <laughs> Me and old UL. We uh, anyways. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> also, for I don't feel like I don't. I feel like I need to say this. I, this you're gonna get a very different Ashley McLaughlin in these yeah. episodes than what you see or not see. This is an audio medium. Um, what you hear. <laughs> I mean, clearly she doesn't have a script for the first time. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can tell that I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not reading a script. Uh, it's not going to be, uh, as put together. Not, not that which is fun. Like I, what I, what I think when we've talked, we've been talking about doing this for a while mm-hmm. and, uh, I think like that's kind of the vibe, you know, that, that, that people enjoy listening to is like the, this is the conversation that two friends would have about a movie right. they liked or didn't like. Sometimes we'll not like the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we'll, yeah. Both, we'll have different opinions. And I think it's, uh, it's kind of fun to just kind of dig into like these creepy flicks and why they work and don't work. Agreed. Um, and so, and we invite you mm. obviously listeners to, uh, watch the movies along with us. Yes. So if you haven't watched urban legend, stop right now. <laughs> and go watch it. Last week we discussed folklore. Today we get more specific. This is what we call an urban legend. Contemporary folklore passed on as a true story. Something you might have heard about seeing pop rocks and soda. Supposedly your stomach and your intestines burst. Um, okay, you ready to yeah, let's just, just get into right it. We've in. got we've been taking notes. We've been yeah. We've got all sorts of things to say about urban legend. Surprisingly, can I say I right off the bat? Yeah, I love the beginning of this movie. The the gag with um, uh, total eclipse. The heart is hilarious. It's so good, and it's also like totally believable that someone would like not know the words. Like, yeah, oh, I don't know them. Right. I only know yeah. Like, yeah, I was watching this with with my girlfriend, and she goes, uh, "Oh, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like it's it's so relatable how she's yeah. singing it. And then I've totally been that woman at night at the gas station that's like creeped out by the kind of weird looking guy. And sure. isn't that guy? I I feel like I read it somewhere. That guy is somebody that he's did Chucky. something. It's Brad Dorf. Right. Well, he he's a he's an Academy Award nominated actor. He was in like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. But like his most famous roles are argu- is arguably Chucky. Yeah. Um, in Child's Play, um, he's also Sheriff Brackett in Rob Zombie's Halloween movies, and he's that. in one of my favorite episodes of the X Files, season one. He plays Luther Lee Boggs, who the uh, serial killer who says he can talk to Scully's dad. That's it. He's incredible in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew he was some, and that's another thing that I like, and we can get more into it as we sure. go on. But another thing that I like about this movie is sort of, I mean, and that goes along with it's sort of like being self-aware and the mm-hmm. scream genre and all that kind of things. But there are those horror Easter eggs yeah. hidden well, in I mean, there. Wexler is Freddy Krueger. It's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert England. Um. Yeah, it's it's fun and like there's all these the character a lot of the characters are named after mm-hmm. popular either directors or characters in horror movies. Yes. Um I mean Rebecca Gayhart's character is named after Norman Bates. Yes. Um, <laughs> we might jump around a lot. Too. No, yeah, I'm okay. go- I'm going back to the beginning though because yeah, yeah. I just It's I, a great it's a great opening. It's a great opening and just that that moment where he's like there's someone in the back seat. Yeah. Um <clears throat> 
like Ryan, my husband was watching it with me and you guys will hear from him later. <laughs> uh, and he was just like, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. And then like the, the gas station guy, I don't know his name. The gas station guy said the line. Oh, the gas station. The, well, the, okay. The actor's name is Brad Dorif, but the, the character's name is Michael McDonald, which <laughs> made me laugh really hard when it popped up on the television later. That's funny. Um, and he's like, she rises to her apology. <laughs> But he says the line, and I'm looking at Ryan, like, waiting for the reaction, like, huh? Yeah. You know? And he's, he's like, duh, there's someone in the back. I'm like, I know, <laughs> you know, but it's it's still. No, I love that moment when he's he's pumping the gas, which, by the way, I, I always forget that, like, there's places where you aren't, you don't pump your own gas. Right? And it, it was a $1.16. Oh, I know. Both Ryan and I said at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, yeah, he notices something. And it, but it's a very subtle moment in a movie that's not very subtle. Right. And what credit card company answers the phone? Like, at, oh, sure. when he's like, I've got the credit card company on the phone. Oh, he was lying. Oh, I know he was lying. Yeah. But I'm just saying, oh, it's sure. not a very believable lie. Right. Well, no, you're right. Because in, in my head, I was just like, I guess... I guess that's like the quickest thing he could get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the character has a stutter and right, it's played true. for like very great dramatic effect. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly, the, the problem is this opening is so good that it the movie drags for a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will say that. You, right. Like the the first, I would say 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty rough. There's not a whole lot going on, but right. it is enjoyable. But it's, it's also, still enjoyable to watch. It's in that weird period of time where, like, studios wanted a big, glossy slasher movie, mm -hmm. but they didn't want gore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's right before, because, like, during the Scream, like, the slasher renaissance of the late 90s, there weren't a whole lot of, like, kills in these movies. Or there were kills, but they weren't crazy violent. Maybe one... Uh, uh, exception to the rule would be like halloween h2o mm -hmm. but that one uh, there's very few there's fewer kills um so it's, it's it was interesting to see like the placement of like how the axe comes through the window you don't actually see a decapitation right. apparently there's all this stuff that was scripted but never shot of like the head rolling around the ground oh. and like yeah the director specifically was like i want to go for tension over I mean, uh, over blood, which I think is usually a good call. The problem is the movie's very glossy. It looks like an MTV movie. It's super glossy. Yeah. And I think that's why when we talked about doing it, we called mm -hmm. it cozy horror or whatever. Yeah, because it's something we we watched as kids. And it's, it's easily digestible. Yes. And sometimes I just want to curl up with a mug of slasher blood. that's fine <laughs> a mug of blood and i yeah i feel the same way about i know what you did last summer which exactly I, which we will definitely do definitely okay, do cool. <laughs> um i like it a, sorry my hair is getting on my nerves that's okay. um i like it a lot more than urban legend sure sure um but also i and i've said this to you before uh -huh. i am a i am a bitch for a new england college horror oh, sure. movie setting and that's that late 90s sort of vibes uh yeah cur curling up with some stephen king <laughs> putting on your fuzzy socks oh, it's so great <laughs> yes and and this movie also it had so many i was gonna say great people but that's that's debatable that is debatable but it has recognizable it has re thank you that's a yeah. better word so we've got jared leto mm -hmm. leto yeah. leto who we both share a hatred for yeah um, 
And now I think it's time for us to hear from my husband, Ryan. When I watch these scary movies at home, he's usually watching them with me and he definitely has an opinion. So um, in each show, you're going to have a segment called Ryan's Roundup, where you can hear his two cents on the movie that we watched. Oh my goodness, y'all. So dramatic. Every aspect. Over the top. Made it unbearable to watch. I didn't finish. But you get pre-30 Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto. The thing is, I like him in this movie. I was about to say that. I love him in this movie. Because he's playing a human being, and he he's not, he doesn't seem like he's like, oh, I have to go into my bag of tricks for this Paul. one. And like, Paul is such a great name Paul for that character. Gardener. Paul. You know what killed me about Paul was he keeps talking about how his career's on the line and he's and it's just like this is my job and I was like you are not employed. The, the same thing I'm like he is so into this you're fake a, paper. You're a student. Like, <laughs> you're a like, student journalist. He's just so into the paper. God. And then at the end of the movie he kind of like he kind of like lays it on the line where he's just like I need I need writing credits. Yeah. It's like, how did you get accepted to the paper without writing credits? Shut up, Paul. Shut up, Paul. Um, um. <laughs> also, I, okay, and I'm going to admit this. Yeah. I'm very ashamed. You thought he was fine? Oh, well, obviously, but okay. that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> and this is post my so-called life. This is, this, yeah, this is pre, pretty much anything else other than that. Yeah, this is the year before Fight Club. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know if he this was This is Proto Leto. Proto Leto. Um, <laughs> I like this is the only movie that I really like him in, honestly. Yeah. Right. Or or can tolerate. Him. I I enjoy him in Fight Club, but he has nothing to do in it. I only like him in Fight Club because he gets punched in the face. Yeah. Does he have the line, you're too wait, can we swear on this? Yeah, you can swear okay. on this. Uh does he have the no. line Are you too fucking No, Edward fucking Norton blonde? says it to him. Oh, that's right. He's too fucking blonde. Blonde. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh god, I love that movie. Yeah. Um Anyways, uh, Jared Leto, I think he does a great performance as a... As an underwritten character? Yeah. <laughs> Who the movie really wants us to think is the killer. They, they really do. It's so funny because they lean into him being the red herring for the first hour of the film. And then in the last half hour, they're like, here's four other people <laughs> that are a that suspect for one scene before they're killed. And... Uh, oh, okay. spooky janitor, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. They wanted you to think it was Paul or Spooky Janitor mm -hmm. real bad. Um, this is what I was going to admit that I was. I oh, was, yes, yes. I, I don't, I mean, I knew I knew a lot of the actors and I, I don't like to look up what other work they've done until after I've watched the movie. Mm -hmm. And for the life of me, I could not remember who Michael Rosenbaum was. Oh my God. I know. You couldn't. I couldn't. Lex Luthor. I know. This movie has Lex Luthor and the Joker in it. I, <laughs> I was so ashamed of myself. He's also the Flash in the animated Justice League series. Like, like he's, Lex, I didn't know you. He's the well, he has hair. He has hair. Exactly. Yeah. He has hair. And it's not a wig because this is pre-Smallville. Common disguise. Um, um, this is pre- um, what was the movie he did where he and his frat brothers pretend to be women to get into a sorority? I don't, the, I've never seen that one. Oh, don't. It's I bad. I don't want to. It's very problematic. It sounds like it. Um, but uh, he, he, he's so fun. He's, he's doing the most in every scene. He, yeah, he is. He keeps 
it entertaining, yes. honestly. Him and um, Joshua, Joshua Jackson. Jackson. Yes. The grossest dude in the movie. Okay. And just like when he scares uh, yeah. Natalie and Brenda. Yes. With the Bloody Mary thing. Yeah. How did How? he project his voice How? into the building? Is he a, I don't know what you call those people, a ventriloquist? ventriloquist. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but I don't I, know. It was very strange. It was uh, so weird. Yeah, his whole deal is like uh, he has he has maybe the funniest line in the movie outside of one of Rebecca Gayhart's lines is when he's talking. Uh, he's trying to get uh, Natalie to sleep with him, <gasps> and he's yes. talking about his sick girlfriend, and he goes, "She had a syndrome." A syndrome. <laughs> she had a syndrome. It so it's the delivery is. Uh, impeccable. I mean, yeah. Truly. No, he's so good. He in this movie, and then Cruel Intentions. His character in Cruel Intentions, right? So good. But it's weird. Like he looks like new metal Bobby Hill in this movie. Like he looks bad. <laughs> like it. That hair doesn't exist in nature or no. outside of 1998. No, no, it um, doesn't. It it was truly upsetting to see him. <laughs> I love when he turned the car on though, and the I don't want to wait. Oh, so funny. Good gag. It's so good. There's a bunch of really good self-aware gags. Like when someone says, oh, yeah, and I bet the killer was the Noxima girl. And it was, <laughs> yes, she was the Noxima girl. Yeah. Oh, so good. There was something, there was like a reason why, because Ryan, Ryan and I were talking about, oh, Sasha's radio show. Oh, how gross it was? Yeah, Ryan was like, okay, that show would never Did be played she, on a college says radio the words, station. Frat boy milkshake, and it's playing in the coffee shop. <laughs> Ew. Like, I was I was just like this. First of all, I I can almost buy that someone would let the show get away with it, but why would it be playing on a, I don't, like every radio station yeah, at the school? And she's just there all the time. Like, anyway, you guys uh <laughs> Glad you can't reproduce. Let's talk about Tara Reed. Let's okay. But I will I do want to say this. Oh yes. All of her all of the calls mm. were traditional um urban legends yes. having to do with sex. Yeah, I love Which that. I thought was interesting. Like getting stuck together. Getting stuck together, the, the birth I can control. Feel it swimming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of really clever stuff like that mm-hmm. that's like thrown th- spread throughout. Like the the thing about the the death scream being in roller coaster is a real urban legend. Uh huh. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, Tara Reed <laughs> is such an interesting performer. I adore her in Josie. Josie and the Cats. I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, one of genuinely, unironically, one of my favorite movies. Same. Um, maybe the best comic book adaptation of all time. Uh, <laughs> it's up there, but it's. She's she's Tara Reid. She's Tara Reid. She's, she's Tara Reid. Is she dressed as the bride of Chucky at the end of the movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was I, trying I mean, to figure I, that I was out. Just, I, that that's up, what I assumed. That came out the same year, so it just seemed very strange to me. I don't know. Um, but she's wearing like, or she might be Buffy, or I was thinking Madonna. Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I I feel like I think Tara. I feel like Tara Reid is Tara Reid mm-hmm. in every movie with. Just different different seasonings. Well, there's a weird there's a weird thing throughout this movie, and I think it's a very common thing in '90s movies, especially teen movies, where all the dialogue is super overwritten. Oh yeah. Uh, so everyone's talking like they wouldn't talk like over it, the top, th- like they're an editorial in Teen Vogue. Yeah. And 
I think sometimes that makes it hard to deliver. Like Tara Reid has a thing where she's like, no, this one's definitely true. Like, you know, or, but like Rebecca Gayhart has those same dialogue, the same line kind of lines, but she's, when you know where the movie's going, her kind of put upon like mm-hmm. innocent thing works so much better. It does. Um, because she's also the MVP of the film. Yes. Her her death sequence is phenomenal. We're going to we're just going to spoil the hell out wait, of it. Wait, wait, wait. Who are we talking about? Rebecca Gayhart. Oh, I was talking about Tara Reid's death scene. Oh, yeah. I loved it with the yeah. with this with the staircase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the best chase in the movie. It doesn't make sense that her microphone no, is still I picking said the up. the same thing to Ryan. I was like, man, that's the best microphone ever. If but it she could also still pick she her still up. has a cord hanging down from it. So, like, either the cord is four miles long. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing. Or she has, like, a mic pack. But that wouldn't make any sense because she's having a sit-down radio. It's a radio It'd be show. like if I brought right. a portable mic pack for this recording. Yeah. And I was like, no, thank you. I've got my own. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing. That was kind of ridiculous. But the whole movie is sort of over the top. Heightened. But when you think about the fact that... There's just one theory I've read about the movie is that the uh, the reason that there's certain things that don't make sense is because we're watching it through the lens of someone retelling it years later as an urban legend. But I don't quite buy that. I feel like that's a really easy scapegoat. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just that... Well, it doesn't make sense because it's... It's actually cool these incredibly old college students telling it at the end of the movie. Right? Yeah. They all look super old. They all look They all look old. RH, which is not college. I know. Um... <laughs> I know. All right, so now let's move into spoiler territory. We're not even going to talk about the lead actress of the movie who is the most bland character of all time. That's why I was going to skip her because I totally forgot about her. Um, (laughs) Good God. There were so, when I was reading, there were so many other actresses offered that role. And I just wish one of them had taken it. She's like, she's so, she's so boring in the movie. I feel I feel like a bitch saying that. No, she's very boring in the movie. I think the part's written very boringly. But I also think it's weird because she's gone on to do stuff that I really like. Like, she's like two in, weeks notice. She's a, uh, huh? <laughs> like two weeks notice. Two weeks notice. Hugh Grant and she's in, Bullock. She's in, um, oh shoot, what is it? Uh, she was in Twin Peaks. She was on uh, a season of Justified. She's ex- She's actually great on Justified. She's in one episode of The Walking Dead and is incredible on it. Like right um, around the time I stopped watching the show. <laughs> I couldn't do The Walking Dead. No, it's fine. That's fine. That's too slow for me. Um, yeah, she was, she was hard. I, the, oh, her and her roommate, some of my favorite interactions because, um, the roommate, the goth roommate. Oh, I know. She's so angry. All the, Tosh. She's so angry all the time about everything. She, so I'm going to make a confession here. Oh God. That actress. You loved her. character. Gave young Nathan a thing for goth girls. <laughs> Have you ever seen? There was a movie on Disney. It was a Disney Channel original movie. Luck of the Irish. No, <laughs> no goths to be seen. She was the goth girl in Luck of the Irish. <laughs> um, Danielle Harris is yeah. her name. She was a child actress. There was a, there was a movie on Disney. It was called Wish Upon a I've not seen that. I want to say I want to say it came out in the late '90s, and it had oh. her and Catherine Heigl, and they played sisters, oh, and they switched 
bodies and to embarrass her sister, she basically dressed up as Tosh from Urban Legend and went to high school. I love her. She (laughs) she was a she was a child actress. She got her start in the Halloween movies. She's in two of those, and then um, in the eighties, and then she was played a different. Oh, I just made another Halloween connection. (laughs) She played uh, Brad Dourif's character's daughter in the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, also. Interesting. Um, yeah, as a di- completely different character, but uh, and yeah, she's she's really great in this. Yeah, um, she's just so what little she has to do. All the time. She loves Rob Zombie. Yes, <laughs> Spook Show Baby. <laughs> um, she loves lithium, lithium which right? apparently lithium. is a thing that people just did. They, I know. Um, I was like, people just take lithium. I yeah. guess. I mean, I I know they do, but it just. I yeah. would love. What are you also, into? Lithium. Like more than anything in the world, God forbid if I'm if I'm ever single again, and I hope I never am again, <laughs> but I hope Goth for Goth is a real website. Goth for Goth. I love I just love with both scenes. She's only in two scenes, right? Like the Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. And both of them revolve around her doing drugs and getting railed. <laughs> it's so great. She does so good. She's great. Like she says, like she's like, turn off the light. Turn off the light. So good. I love it. Did I tell you? I, I ha okay, so my 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 girlfriend is younger than me. Uh <laughs> the scene where uh <laughs> Natalie tried to use the phone and the dial up sound was uh, in her ear. Stop. She didn't understand what that She's was. Like, What's that noise? She was like, Why doesn't it work? And I was like, Oh, you couldn't internet and phone. And she's like, what? Oh, when they were like, get off the thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cute. That's adorable. Um, then, yeah, every once in a while, I accidentally remind her I'm ancient. It's okay. Okay. Now we're going into spoiler territory. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So towards the end of the movie, like Nathan said, they're throwing like a bunch of different characters at you yeah. to make you think that they're the killer. Like the creepy janitor, Paul. Yeah. Pretty much anybody. Yeah. The Oh, the, the security guard. Right? Yeah, they try to make like, the security guard like, a, like she's covering stuff up. So yeah, her motivations were impossible to track. But I love that actress. Oh yeah, no, she's great. Um, I love that she, uh, Loretta Devine. I love that she's obsessed with Foxy Brown. Yes. Um, like there was, yeah, there. I I really loved her character. All of her line deliveries crushed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it also makes you think that the dean, uh, who's the well manicured yes. man from X Files, yes. <laughs> yes. is the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then he, like, but they make you think that for one scene and then he's immediately murdered. Yes. Uh, he's run over by his own car, which has don't tread on me on the license plate, which I love. But he also had, but he gets his, like his, his, his Achilles tendon slit, oh, which yeah, is like Evil the style. worst yeah. to me. Like for that sure. is just. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> his, his death is, it's the best death in the movie. I think. It's, 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 you know. I don't like it. No, I mean, I mean, in terms of just like execution sure. and like, like the way it's shot, because like I love, um, I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, they they throw all of these different no, you're like, fine. red herrings. I love Michael Rosenbaum's death, but it's edited like a madman shot it. Yes, like it's I, so quick cut, it's impossible. It's to like tell a what's happening. 90s. It's like a Buster Rhyme music video. Yes, three it's... years before Buster Rhymes was in a Halloween movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like that fisheye lens, and it's like all these weird cuts. I'm not yeah, it's so I, weird. The dog in the microwave. Yeah, that's, the most hardcore part of the movie. I don't like that part. I don't. Um, I do think Rosenbaum crushes in those scenes, though. He does. He's so funny, even though he's like the worst. He is, and I love. 
I love that he is the worst, but that he also loves his dog very much yes. because that sort of makes him a fuller character. You know, he has a, he has a thing at one point where he says, he says, so uh, Wexler covers this every semester. And I was like, do you take this class every semester? Like is Michael Rosenbaum failed the class every, like he's, He's actually a 40-year-old man. I was going to say, he's supposed to be, like, older, yeah. but they make the joke. He's like uh, Rodney Dangerfield and uh, <laughs> back to school. <laughs> oh, um, but the killers, none of those people. Right. The killers, Brenda. Brenda. Brenda Which Bates. Is, Brenda, I feel like a serial killer would be named Brenda. Sure. No offense, Brenda's. If any's a Brenda's. If, if, if any's a Brenda's. Brenda's if any's a Brenda's a listenance. Um, yeah, it's so weird, like. Oh, they also do a bunch of fake outs. We should get into the killer's outfit because the yes. killer wears a, a heavy parka in April. Do you know why? Because the movie was written to be in the wintertime. Yes. And they were like, well, we have to shoot in the summer and we okay. don't want to put fake snow everywhere. I guess we'll just keep the costume. Which the costume <laughs> looks good. It's a good look for a killer uh, with the hidden face and yeah. the mask and everything. But then it leads to fake outs that don't make sense. Three different people have those coats. Mm-hmm. Um, like the janitor has it in the back of his truck, I guess in case it snows in April. Um, as Prince once said, sometimes it snows in April. <laughs> and the uh, And like at one point... Uh, Natalie thinks Brenda's getting attacked, but it's just another student coming in to swim and taking off and her, taking giant, off her parka giant parka in her April. Suit underneath. What? It was insane. Because like, I'm like, oh, this scene makes sense if it's cold outside. Yeah. I guess it's New England, but still, like, not that. And that cold. person coming to swim had to walk all the way into the building, halfway up the pool, and then and then start stop right where Brenda is at, and then just be like. I'm going to slowly unzip. I'm gonna unzip this and take my hood off. Yeah, it's it, it might have been foreplay. True. I, mean, um, I don't know. I, I wear a, a variety of heavy coats when we don't kink shame here when I'm in the mood. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, don't yuck my yum. <laughs> yeah. So Brenda, Brenda's the main character's BFF. Mm-hmm. She is all about Paul. Yeah. The cute blue eyed journalist. <laughs> or maybe she does really she like does. Paul. She does really like Paul because she, she says she has. My second fit my my second favorite line delivery in the movie is mm-hmm. when she's holding the gun on him and Natalie. She goes, "We'd be so fucking hot together, Paul." <laughs> I will say she's she's incredible. so good. In the last few minutes of the show, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like Rebecca Gayhart mm-hmm. started acting at the end of the film. She because she doesn't give she's not given anything she's not given interesting anything. to do until then. And right. I like. I think we both had the same experience watching this with our partners mm-hmm. that it was just kind of like a slog. Yeah. And then, but like the whole time I'm waiting for that last bit. And I, when it got there, I told my girlfriend, I was like, this is, this is why I wanted you to see this, this movie. Is the movie. This fucking, I wish the rest of the, I wish the rest of the movie had been Michael Rosenbaum at the inexplicable costume party question mark. Um, and, yeah. and Rebecca Gayhart's monologue, some people are wearing costumes. Some people are just in black shirts. <laughs> yeah. Some, yeah. It's, it's a mix, you know, it's a mixed bag. A Santa mixed Claus party. There. It's, it's, it's to commemorate the, the, massacre. the massacre on campus. But then, like when, don't you think like the, the theme would be dresses like your favorite blood. killer? Oh <laughs> yeah. Blood dresses your favorite blood type. <laughs> There's just a guy as an A. Just everyone's in red. I don't know. Two Can people, you tell? Two people are standing next to each other as a B. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, but yeah, Rebecca Gayhart, unbelievable. She, she suddenly 
she lets her hair down. Mm-hmm. Her eye, her eyeliner gets all smudged. Her, her eyes get huge. Eyes are huge. She she is clearly using the the best lip plumper that you can oh my buy gosh. at She's Bath so and Body Works. Beautiful. Like, she looks incredible. She's so beautiful. And she I read this bit of trivia. I don't know how true it is, but like the costume designer was like, "We need to uh, straighten your hair for the whole movie so that it doesn't." show that you're crazy what like they they told her like if you let your hair down you're gonna look insane or something like that and so they saved it for the big reveal but <laughs> she, like her line deliveries are so good she has the one where she's like so guess what miss thang oh i know I've, i think i've mentioned on the show that i am an actor um <laughs> as an actor just the the levels that she, the Ooh. different things that she did was really it was fun it was great and i think it was it's camp it's so camp and it works for that movie yes i don't think it would work anywhere else i wish everyone was just slightly almost to her level yes because she's so much fun that like it it really does it's so wild because whenever whenever we were talking about doing this as the first movie all i was thinking about was rebecca gayhart and the final act yeah and i thought about the opening scene and i thought about the end of the movie that's what i wanted to say at the top of the show but i wanted to wait i for me the best parts yeah. are like the first 10 minutes and the last 20 minutes correct yeah. yeah no absolutely as soon as as soon as the costume party starts i think the movie gets good again yes um like, but it like terry dying while. is kind of the turning point it is well that yeah and that again that chase <laughs> is so good like she falls down like and a, then a the wave the, the when oh, she the little the little wave, wave the yeah. finger wave yeah um yeah so creepy uh yeah so much fun i she she's clearly having the time of her life she's trying to figure out how to um oh wow yeah you can actually see i'm looking at my notes uh and i stopped doing my notes during the terror read chase because the rest of the time i was just hooked to the screen oh i didn't forget to mention um uh tosh has vinyl pillows Oh, yes. Yeah, and, she's got vinyl bedding. Yeah. That's... And uh, they, uh, oh, yeah, Tara Reed, speaking of which, she finds an early edition of the Kama Sutra, which has really glossy photos for something that's like a thousand years old. It's, it's a first edition. <laughs> it's a first edition. Um, but yeah, it is, it is interesting. Like the, the funny thing about this movie is it's not scary like at it's all not. the score does so much heavy lifting yeah there's so many scenes where it's literally just someone being like hi natalie but it's accompanied by <laughs> 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 like yeah a horn section from hell um which is wild because the guy who composed the music for this did the music for like hellraiser and like i think nightmare oh, yeah. on Elm street part two and so like he's like christopher young is like a genius in the horror genre mm-hmm. and the score just felt like obnoxious and brassy it felt like it was a different movie like the credits start rolling and it immediately <laughs> is just like, like yeah you're like, in the middle of inception or you've got to turn it off <laughs> yeah it's not it's not a scary movie so mm-hmm. we are covering it i mean it is a scary we movie. lied oh it's oh, oh that's it's a, a fun that's that's a that's scary, a scary in quotes movie that's a scary movie uh it's it's a fun movie it has unsettling moments it but, has unsettling moments yeah. i Think I think I read something. My favorite bit of trivia mm-hmm. is that the car in the beginning in the first scene is a Ford Expedition, but it was originally supposed to be a Range Rover, I think, or a Land Rover. Oh, but they didn't have enough room to swing the axe. Oh, so, so they, they changed the bigger. car. Yeah, That's I love funny. that. Um, so it's I mean it, it could it's probably scary to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because like this was a, such a such a weird time in horror where mm-hmm. um, it's so it's so weird to think because now we have a whole you know section a whole uh, streaming service dedicated to new horror films. Um, horror has seen like a little a, a major rebirth in theaters in the last like decade mm-hmm. with especially in the supernatural realm with stuff like the conjuring and uh insidious and and i think uh you know and, and also like comedic horror like there's so many different things that are happening now we've mm-hmm. got the happy death day movies we've got uh you know sl- slasher classics getting new sequels like the halloween movies and for a long time in the early to mid 90s horror was dead i mean yeah. more or less like the thing that brought it back was scream mm-hmm. and so everyone was kind of chasing that how do we be cheeky and appeal to a teen audience and i think this movie accomplishes a lot of that by being breezy and silly mm-hmm. um and occasionally very gross. I agree. And I think, and I'm sure when I watched it at that slumber party, some yeah. of those jump scares got me, um, you know, but I mean, at, as a 33 year old, it's not super scary, but it is fun and I, and I yeah. like it. So that's my final takeaway. Oh, also we should mention there's an interesting thing that was happening at the end of the nineties in terms of, and we see this in, um, we're both big X-Files fans. Mm-hmm. Um, there People had phones all of a sudden, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not all of these characters do, but like, there's uh, there's scenes where, you know, uh, Reese is trying to call for help on her car phone. You know, yeah. at one point, and so uh, it, it's interesting to note that like every movie, all of a sudden, when horror was coming back, had to figure out how to get around the fact that the world was connected again. Yeah. Um. And so there's there, there's so many of these movies deal with power outages or big rainstorms yes, that can knock out all the communication devices. The like I still know what you did last summer yeah. is all about being stranded on an island with no cell service because yes. they're like I guess everyone has phones now. So oh, we it's gotta... the off season in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And so yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> nobody here in the Bahamas <laughs> except for Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> And Jack Black. And Jack Black. Um, it's another episode for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, that was that was something that I was enjoying, like kind of r- reminding myself of. Uh, you know, with X Files, we see it in these small towns that are like the last vestiges of an mm-hmm. unconnected world. Uh, and here, it's literally just we gotta have a fucking tsunami in New England. <laughs> Yes. And I, I love uh, another thing that I feel like is common in those kind of movies th- mm-hmm. that sort of like that little that little little button on the end of the movie, like when when they're retelling the urban legend oh, sure. and then Brenda's there and she's like, let me tell you how it really, really happened. Goes. And a lot. I mean, Scream obviously had a huge reveal at the end. Sure. And then I know what you did last summer always had like a little. Thing. And so many of those slashers are like, let's give you the sequel bait. Let's yes. give you the, or let's just give you one last little like weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Scream actually did a great job at like parodying that, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that that's a trope in slasher movies that always works. I love for me, it. Is I like, love oh, it. The killer's back. You oh, know? it came full circle. I love it so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and that that's really cute, and and it is cute. It's a it's cute, cute moment. Like it, that's why I called it a button. She might as well have looked at the camera and just been like, like yeah, da 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 da, <laughs> death, and like winked. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But yeah, that's urban legend. That's urban legend. Well, thanks for uh, watching. We didn't watch, watch it together, us. but uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us talk about urban legend. Um, I guess we can tell you our next movie. Yeah. On the next episode, we watch. Um, as, As above, so below, which is a found footage type film. And we'll be talking about that on the next episode. I've got a lot of thoughts about how found that footage is. Oh, it's right. It's, who who was filming in some of those scenes? <laughs> you can hear all about that on the next Oh That's a Scary Movie. And uh we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, That's a Scary Movie is a branch of Southern Haunts. To hear more Oh, That's a Scary Movie, be sure to subscribe to Southern Haunts Podcast.